Hi, everybody. It's episode 488 of PodQuest. Hi. Hey. It is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. It's almost Christmas. It is. Are right. you guys ready for Christmas? Eh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, stuff has been purchased, like, there's a few items that still need to get wrapped, like, for, like, other people, um, and we have, like, one box that we have to send out because the thing just finally arrived today, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise we're mostly set, um, probably, like, Friday I have to go to the grocery store to pick up stuff for, like, dinner, but that's about it. I, um, I did the last of my shopping yesterday for my nieces, and everything should be here by Friday. Nice. So, I, I, I was, uh, then all I have to do is wrap everything, which I want to do. Yeah, wrappings, like, I don't mind wrapping, but I'm very bad at it. So, it's one of those, like, this is time-consuming, and it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't care about wrapping. So, like, for kids' get, for kids' birthdays, I usually do bags. Um, For birthdays in general, I usually do bags. Uh, I'm considering with, because a lot of my gifts might be a little bit smaller. I might go out and get more bags than wrapping because I'm like, why? Well, there's no point in wrapping this little little thing here and that little thing there. I'll just, I don't know. I'll do this or I'll do, I'll do something else with it or something. I don't know. Yeah, usually but I hate wrapping gifts. We usually do the same. Like, like Christmas is kind of the only time that things get wrapped unless it's something big enough that like we can't fit it in a reasonable size bag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like most other like birthdays stuff like that. Yeah, bags. Yeah, so like, much easier. I'll, Christmas, I'll make sure to wrap. My niece's gifts and any kid gifts, because it's like it's all about them opening the gifts and how excited they are. But everyone else, it's like maybe just bags because I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's I, I don't blame you. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, how how are you guys doing? Doing all right. I'm tired. I am too. I I spent a lot of time uh moving switches and untangling cables today. Uh, I've basically been tired since my cooking stream on Friday, and like. I was basic. I I I was so sorry, so tired that on Saturday I or Sunday I ended up taking a nap and and not doing any of the things that I've needed to do, like you know, edit the videos to the point where I edited today's video yesterday. Good job. Hey, at least you got it done. At least you got it done a day before it was due. Yeah. Um. You weren't like and, sitting at your computer editing it this morning trying to post it. No, but I didn't. I, I forgot to upload it last night, so I had to upload it this morning and just. Cross my fingers that it was going to be HD ready by the time, uh, by noon. Do you, like, schedule your stuff? I usually do. I, I usually, so my goal is to be, um, two weeks ahead. So, like, generally, for instance, tonight, after we're done recording, I am going to potentially record the next two, which would come out on the 3rd of January and the 5th of January. So I have Fridays recorded, I have the 27th and the 29th recorded, none of them are edited though. And so I usually try to, like, buy, so like, if I were to record today, I would edit Friday or Saturday for the 3rd and the 5th. That's usually what I go for. And then pre-packs, I had, I had everything recorded and edited up until last Friday, like, before Thanksgiving. Because, like, with Thanksgiving and packs and things like that, I wanted to... I also didn't have to do any work for a week and a half, so it made that oh, easier true. as well. I forgot you had that that fun week. Yeah, so, like, it was easier to do the editing and things like that um, then. Uh, but it was, like, I, I didn't do any editing 
I didn't have to do any editing or recording uh, through through last Friday, and and like luckily that was good because I had just been so drained to where I haven't been able to like focus on sitting down and doing the edits or been so busy throughout the weekends. Luckily this weekend, relatively not busy that I can get any editing done. So we'll see what I decide to do. I think I am in the mood to play games and not edit. So I'll probably edit Friday's video tomorrow after work since it's usually a later stream on seven thir- to, at 7.30 on Thursdays instead of 7. Yeah, we made the mistake of being too busy this, this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, we have concerts on Friday and Saturday. Then we have to go to brunch on Sunday with, with Erica's family and then Christmas on Monday. It's like, yeah. what were we thinking? <laughs> I, I might have a brunch. I think I have brunch on Saturday. That's it. That's it. And I'm like, that's that's good because I've been literally since PAX on. I've just I feel like I've just been not even though like PAX was busy, and then the weekend after wasn't. But I just like like I was just exhausted and drained and just felt dead and defeated. So I did nothing that weekend, the weekend of the ninth and tenth, and then last weekend I did cookies on Friday. I went and spent time with my cousin on Saturday and was at his place most of the day. So like when I got home, I was just tired. And then Sunday, I had a brunch and then took a nap before stream because I was just like, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm so out of it. That sounds, yeah, no, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, th- this is unrelated, but I, I just noticed I, I had a work email. Um, somebody just responded, um, all to an everyone email from our HR oh. person oh, a- my goodness. <laughs> asking about, um, about floating holidays for next year. Um, because we like we do the you can have Martin Luther King Day, um, President's Day, or Juneteenth are like our three floating mm-hmm. holidays. Yeah. And you, generally, you just respond to our HR person and let them know which one you want. This guy, I, I don't think it was intentional because he's not new, but like respond at all. So now everybody knows that he would like President's Day off, or no Martin Luther <laughs> King Day. Every everyone in the company knows that he would like Martin Luther King Day off. Uh, you know, I. I can see doing that by accident. I've never done it by accident, but usually when I'm like replying to an email, if you control shift R is reply all, I believe. And that's usually what I do to reply to an email. Cause most of my emails I have to reply. I have to reply to all anyway. So like, I can understand just accidentally being like control shift R. I want oh, this day off. I get it. It happens. It's just funny that it happened to be in everyone in the company email. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we have, like, other distribution lists. Like, there's, like, just consultants. There's our knock. Like, you know, there there's a bunch of different times that could have happened, and it just happened to be on the... Yeah, no, every single person in the company now knows what day you went off. <laughs> yeah. I had a... Uh, uh, this is getting into the weeds, but it's a good story. I had a meeting yesterday. Uh, my start time for work is 8 o'clock. I had a meeting at 8 o'clock yesterday. You were late for um, it, weren't you? I, I was late for it because I was late for work, but it's fine. It it wasn't like an attendance-taken meeting, and it wasn't a meeting I was going to actually respond to. You want to know what the meeting was? It was the head of the company talking about the security incident and 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 how uh, like giving us the information on what happened and what's going on forward and this and that and the other thing. That could have been an email. Was a mandatory meeting company wide for everyone at either eight o'clock or one o'clock yesterday. Wait, and so the he did the same meeting twice, or was it like a recorded yes. meeting? I he did the same. I unless they recorded the first one and then just did the just played it for everyone later on. Um, he did the same meeting twice. 
And that's, it that's could have funny. just been it, it it is the epitome of this could have just been an email. Or or they could have pre recorded something and put it on our like uh our training center to just go watch the video and listen to it on the background or something like that. Man, companies are stupid. Yeah. yeah. Just all of them. But yeah. Rich, what is on the agenda? Uh so, real quick, um there was a leak from Insomniac because there was a hacker who or a group of hackers who uh were ransomwareing them for 50 million dollars or no no it was, it was 50 it was, it was 2 it was million dollars but it was 50 bitcoin is what it was fucking bitcoin oh yeah 50 50 bitcoin 2 million dollars that's just it makes me so mad um so yeah there was that uh me and timmy were able to complete on streams uh all of the we were here series a hundred percent so we're going to talk about that. We've talked about it a little bit in Fest. Um, I had my spooky stream for uh, December, for November subs yesterday, and I played a new game called Tattletale. It's a, a Christmas-based spooky game. It's very interesting. And uh, Cobb finished uh, the Gentleman Bastard series. Yeah, yeah, that that is an agenda. So how much have you guys seen about the the Insomniac leak and everything? Only the headline and a very little bit of information. Uh, the the headline of the article I shared on my Discord. Okay. Um. So I don't want to talk about what was leaked because, frankly, the the way and I I saw a bunch of people on Twitter actually kind of shitting on like IGN and Polygon and a few other places. Um. A lot of media sites were really like reporting on like, hey, here's all the stuff we found out from this leak. Um, that also included every employee's fucking personal information. Jeez. So, like, like, did they actively just share the the so they they doxed the employees? Yeah. Like, so the the the, the, the this hacker group um gave Sony and Insomniac seven days to give them two million dollars, or they would leak the like two terabytes worth of data they got off of the Insomniac servers that included game data game media and um and employee data yeah and they leaked all of it um or they leaked a good chunk of it it was not all of it which means that it's quite possible that they sold some of the other information to other shitty people um but yeah so like game dates were released um uh like uh what's the word i'm looking for um like pre-art concept art yeah concept art thank you (laughs) um for stuff like Things that like should not have been public were were released in this, and that's what a lot of outlets were reporting on. Um, but then you had like actual information from employees. Like I I did not dig into it because um, I I don't want to know like what stuff is floating around out there for these people. Um, but like I'm sure like names, job titles, possibly like phone numbers or addresses. Like there's a lot of potential data. Like look what happened with um the E3 leaks in I want to say that was 2019, maybe 2018. It, mm-hmm. probably 2018 because it was not the last E3 where like they just literally put up the directory that had everyone's phone number on it and it's like what the fuck guys um, but this wasn't just like this wasn't a company or like somebody getting comp- like, like game data and leaking it this was it was blackmail and extortion and then potentially like actually putting people's lives in danger because people on the internet are fucking out of their goddamn minds like, look how many game developers get death threats just because somebody doesn't like, like, I'm sure Insomniac got death threats because they had miles in their game. And there's some douchebag out there who doesn't think that sh- there should be a black Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, this just sucks. <laughs> it sucks for them personally because, like, their data's out there. And it also sucks for them professionally because, like, they work hard on this stuff. Whether we, whether whether the game comes out good or not. Like, they spend a lot of time and energy and dedicate a lot of their lives to making this stuff for just a bunch of shitheads in their parents' basements to throw it all up on the internet because a multi-billion dollar company, like, didn't give a shit. And, like, what made them think a Japanese company was going to fucking give them money? Like, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is very, very shitty. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm reading through, uh, uh, like, some of the article that I shared on my Discord of some of the stuff that was... Uh, like leaked and and some of the some of the things that were shown, um, like the release slate up to 2033, which I'm just right now like you're, you're giving us the release slate up to 10 years from now, like Jesus. Yeah, like, and it's like no one knows if that's if like there's no way yeah. to know if that's real. There's no way to know like how real that even is to Insomniac. Like if that is off of their servers, like that might not even be what that really is. That might just be like a person's like. Like like um like a studio like a department heads like um power like part of their PowerPoint presentation like it's like all right here is where I see the see us going over the next ten years based on the things we have pitched like yeah like sure like every every game on there seems plausible but also like until they're announced they're not real and something ten years away like maybe it's pre development but like frankly Insomniac's a fucking like tank of a studio. They don't need that long to make games. No. Like, they're big enough and have enough teams going that, like, they pump out games in, like, three to five years, like, maximum. And even with, with like, um with Miles, like, they did Miles in two years because they were able to take the already good assets they had and just build on it. And, you know, they added new new locations that we didn't have before. They they made a new story. They introduced some new character um designs and all. But, like, that was a lot to do in two years. But yeah, like the five years is not like unreasonable for them. But like, who knows? Who knows what 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 those games actually are, or if they're real? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's like was already said. It's pr- things that they have thoughts on. Like, okay, we could go this way, but something from ten years, like there's all, an equal chance the thing never exists as it does. Yeah, even if it gets announced, so many games get announced and then never happen. So. Yeah, what was Insomniac's other franchise? It was Ratchet and Clank, and then was it Resistance? Uncharted. No, Uncharted was Naughty Dog. Wasn't it? Yeah, Uncharted uh, is Naughty Dog. Jack and Daxter is also Naughty Dog. Yeah. Did Insomniac do Resistance? I think so. Like I know that that whole franchise has been dead since. Yep, that was Insomniac. Since I want to say PS4. Like, wasn't the last one PS4? Or am I thinking of the other one? Because there was another re- uh, like first-person shooter. In that area, no. I uh, are you thinking? Um, I turned around to look at it and I can't find it now. Yeah, there, there's like a, there was a PS4 Killzone. launch. Game. Are, are you thinking? Oh Killzone? yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Killzone. Killzone was PS4. Yeah, it looks uh, like Resistance. Resistance only exists on PS3. So like, you know, like who's to say that like in the next ten years, like three years from now, maybe Insomniac goes, oh, we have a great idea for a Resistance game. Like, let's release that in 2030. Instead of whatever was on that fucking list, like, mm-hmm. like shit changes. Like, yeah, may- maybe a game is not developing well and they decide to scrap it. Like, until it's announced, it doesn't really count, especially for a studio of that size, because they, you know, if 
if Spider-Man is, like, doing super well and they need to, like, pump out, like, patches for it, um, they might, you know, pull people off of another game. It's like, hey, we need extra hands over here. Please come help. Only yeah. there's no please because they're a company. It's just, hey, come help. Yeah, hey, drop what you're doing. We need this. And, and like, the one thing that, uh, like, in this article from IGN that I'm reading, that apparently Cyber Daily, I guess, spoke to somebody who was part of the hacking group. Um, straight up said, like, money was their only motivation. Yeah. Uh, and they said, yes, we knew who we were attacking. We knew that developers making games like this would be an easy target. We were able to get domain administrator within 20 to 25 minutes of hacking their network. Um, wow. Uh, uh, Sony has launched an investigation, but it would be better in their backyard. In, in the backyard. Um, I, or I don't know who this person was that they were talking to. Cyber Daily published a statement attributed to a uh, Ricita spokesperson. So maybe it's the company who they're hiring to investigate. But, like, apparently it only took 20 to 25 minutes uh, for them to actually get in. So it's like... Don't you think these companies would be a little bit more secure? But also, my company just got hacked and we're a bank. So, you never know. Yeah, and I mean, like, like that's the thing. Like, a lot of times, like, the the bigger companies are not as secure as they should be. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that at least with my company, it, was, it wasn't even, uh, it was just a phishing scheme that somebody clicked a link for. Yeah, I mean, Whereas, I, that is sure. almost what, that's almost always what it is. Yeah. Like something like that happens, and so the the thing with that stuff, a, a way a lot of a lot of those sort of things work is when somebody gets access to like your account, they don't do anything. They yeah. literally just lurk in your account for a while to try and see how you communicate and who you communicate with. Because the idea yeah. is they get a, they get access to your account, they find out who your boss is, they get access to the, like they kind of like work their way up the the chain as high as they can go. Um. And then, like, work from there. And, like, if they're looking for money sometimes, some, if it's just email-based, like, sometimes they will just, like, get as high as they can get and then ask for money, basically. Like, they'll try and get somebody yeah. in, like, a management or, like, accounting position to, like, approve, like, a money transfer or, like, um, a, a payroll update. Like, I had yeah. um one of my clients, actually, because they don't fucking listen, um... Like months ago, they had like, and like th this is t totally on them. They had somebody email them with a non-company email address that just simply had the um, display name as a person that works there. Um, and we've told them for years now that we should turn on anti-spoofing, but they have people that like to use their personal accounts, so they won't let us do that. Um, and That's dumb. yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, but like you know, like we tell them what to do, and they they choose not to do it. But somebody made like a fake email. The, the email didn't even have the person's name. The email was like gibberish at gmail.com. It was yeah. just the display name. Um, asking for them to change this person's um, direct deposit to like a different account. And they processed it. And it apparently took three months before the person said anything. Which is its own bag of issues that this person just what? didn't mention they weren't getting paychecks for three months. Right. I, I, my, my thing is I, w I wish I could survive three months without getting paychecks. Yeah. Well, they they were like an upper manager, so they they probably just make enough that like it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was a big deal, but like they they weren't living paycheck to paycheck like everybody yeah. else in the world. It took them three months to realize, oh shit, my pay hasn't been coming in. Or they probably manager for a bunch of other. They they're probably higher up in a bunch of other companies and get paid from a bunch of other ways. And no, no, like they they only work for this one company. Hmm. 
Like <laughs> that, that that must be nice. Yeah, right. But yeah, like stuff like that is just shitty. Like I wish like I wish these hackers would like get some sort of fucking morality and like go after the actual shitty people. Like go fucking hack Trump. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like I mean, he's he's probably a lot easier to hack. Then, I mean, this company, Insomniac, only took 20, 25 minutes, but, like, I'm still, I'm sure Trump is, you can hack him, no problem. Hey, you want a free cheeseburger? There you go. You're in his email. Yeah, just just like, send him an email claiming to be Ronald McDonald. Exactly. But, yeah. um, th- This whole thing was just very shitty, and I, like, legitimately hope that, like, n- nothing too personal for the employees was leaked. And anything that was leaked is easily, like, changed, like, phone numbers and whatnot. Um, like, I hope, yeah. like, there weren't, like, social security numbers, things like that. And I hope nobody, like, finds themselves in, like, any sort of, like, danger of, like, threats and stuff like that from just shitty people on the internet who will do that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on on a less dour note, Rich, how is, um, how is this we were here? So, well, uh... actually, real quick, I, I, I just want to tell you this. So you sent yes. that message earlier, um, yes. and I read it four times before I understood what you meant. <laughs> so just read the message I sent. Yeah, it, it's not even like you said it in a bad way. It's just I read it, and like I'm just like I don't understand what the fuck this says. And I read it again, and then I read it a third time, and I'm like I don't understand what you mean. Like where were we? Like what the fuck are you talking about? And then I it finally clicked. It's like oh, these are those games he's been playing. Yeah, I, sh- I should have capitalized something somewhere. Like, that. that is a little on me, but maybe maybe you should pay attention to the things I do, Cobb. Come on now. That's not fun. Uh, um, but yeah, so the We Were Here series, We I've talked about uh, the first and second one, We Were Here, and We Were Here too. I might have briefly talked about We Were Here uh, together. Um, however, me and Tim finally finished the last two that came out. Uh, it took us pretty much all of November or most of November, to get through We Were Here Forever, which was the last one that they, um, the the, the last official full game that they released. Um, and then recently they released We Were Here Expeditions, The Friendship, which is, uh, like, an, it seems to be like an episodic style game where they're gonna release the next two. And they actually gave it away for free for a weekend, so if you got it that weekend on on Steam for free, you own it. Uh, these games, if if you don't remember, don't recall, if you don't know anything about them, they are asymmetric puzzle games. So you have you have to play co-op with one other person, and um, you have to communicate between you and the other person what you see, who sees what, and try to figure out the puzzles and what you're trying to do with these puzzles and and where you're trying to go and things like that. Uh, so like some of the puzzles could be as simple as I, I remember in one of the earlier ones. Um, you have a bunch of candles. Uh, you have like ten, or you have like six candles, and there's an order you have to turn them on, and it'll tell you the order or something. Like that. Uh, one person has a book that tells the order and has to tell you like turn on the candle at this spot and that spot, and boom, boom, boom. Um, some of the more memorable uh, uh, puzzles. There was a teleportation puzzle in We Were Here Forever where there were you were on opposite ends of a room. And I had uh, certain color switches, and they had certain colored switches. And you would have to flip the switch representing the color so that you could reach a certain area to take a teleporter to another area. And the teleporters were numbered, so sevens and sevens went to teleported with each other and so on and so forth. 
but um, uh, uh, it would be like you'd have to look back and forth and be like, all right, well, I need to flip my switch so that I can get up here, but you need to have your switch on. So we need you needed to communicate and figure out which switch was where. There was another one where you were basically the best way to put it. You were in a, a probably was it maybe it was more of a twelve. I think it was a twelve sided die. You were in the inside of a twelve sided die, but you ha- you were in like on a platform, and you could see a couple of other other platforms, and you needed to turn your entire platform to show like a door with a with a doorway representing the other the next platform that you have to you want to go to that also matches, and it was it's it's hard to explain here. Also, because it's been a few weeks since we've actually did some of these puzzles. Uh, last week we did, we were here, Expeditions, The Friendship, which was the first of the three-parter for the Expeditions game. And that one, to me, was a little bit more entertaining in a replayability aspect. Because it's straight up, some of the puzzles at least can be a little bit more random in that one. Because it's it's just three quick puzzles, four really, technically. But it's three quick puzzles, and what it is, the the your, the essence of Expeditions is you find an abandoned amusement park out in the snow, um, and you go explore this abandoned amusement park, and you have to, um, you, you, you basically take a tunnel, a love ride, and um, you have to build up your friendship ship uh, by completing the puzzles and communicating with each other what you see. So the first puzzle you see, uh, the person on one side will see... Uh, just a, uh, uh, a mannequin doing emotion, like, like acting surprised or scared or something like that. And they would have to tell you, and then on the, next to them, you would see a bunch of different symbols. The person on the other end sees just the mannequins, like four different mannequins making four different motions and for a symbol for each of them. And so they would have to, you would have to tell them what the mannequin's doing. They would have to tell you what the symbol is. And so then you have to come up with, like, a shorthand for some of these symbols, because in order to get 100% of the game, uh, you need to you need to three-star each of the puzzles, and so you need to go quick and very rapid, because some of them, there's, like, two or three different uh, um, actual switches you have to hit each time, where the timer runs faster the longer you're doing it. So it's like, at one point, it was like, Jesus fish with eye, Jesus fish like this, or... <laughs> Or, or person legs crossed and things like that. We, we have to get like a little bit of a shorthand. For These games um, seem weird. They're really fun. Like I'll be a hundred percent honest, Cobb. Like if you had another uh, Steam Deck, you and Erica should play these games together. Like they're they're great because it's like it's communication. It's it's really fun to play with your partner or with somebody that you're you're good friends with don't play with like some like you can't even just play with random people and the first game of the series we were here is free flat out straight up free uh so you can play that and that has some really good puzzles like i feel like the puzzles have gotten progressively more interesting and harder as you progressed forward um the second puzzle in we were here expeditions friendship was it the second puzzle or was it the third? It might have been the third puzzle. It was the third puzzle. Uh, one person went into basically a funhouse and one person stayed out. And the person who went into the funhouse gets sprayed with a mist that then basically messes with their their uh, like their their view. So the first thing that you do, you walk up, you see a lighthouse, you flip a switch, you turn the corner, and where there's an opening for you to go forward, it just is a path that drops. 
but the person who didn't get sprayed is overlooking and sees a path and then has to explain to you, walk forward until a certain point, turn to the left, go up, hit the switch, turn around, come back to a certain point, turn it like, and you have to explain like, here's the timing for this, when to jump here, when to jump there. There was a puzzle in that sequence that like, you would have to, every time you jumped, platforms move. And the player who had, the player who had good vision could see lights lighting up, indicating which which way the platform was going to move. The player who didn't have good vision couldn't see the lights light up. So you would you would have to communicate. All right, uh, this is going to move. Jump to your left. Jump to your forward. Jump to your like like. And uh, the next one. So was you're doing the hokey pokey. Pretty much. Uh, the next one. I'm trying to remember how how it looked on the person who was drunk side. Or the person who was blinded side. I think it was, there was just a hill that you had to climb up and there were, there were waves on the hill as like a tidal wave was coming at you and you had to, the person who could see properly would have to tell you like which one has the waves and which one don't. Or basically which one doesn't have the waves because that's the way you would have to take to walk up. Whereas the person who, uh, it, it, eyes are messed up only sees three waves coming down and so you have to walk, walk around it. Uh, there's another one with swinging hammers where you don't see the hammer swinging. And then the last one was a zigzagging snake-like trail that you had to walk across without being able to see the platform below you. All the while, a a boat was chasing behind you slowly. Like a serial killer or like, like, in, like a slasher movie? Yeah, so like you had to be faster than the boat to not get knocked off from the boat. But you also had to be slow enough to where your communication was the same. So that, like, you weren't walking off the ledge. And you were, then eat all, all this whole time, you need to hit all of the buttons of these lighthouses to get the high score. So, like, they have some really cool, interesting mechanics. Uh, we were here forever. There was one mechanic we did not like, and it was in We Were Here Forever. And it was, there was a sequence where you go down underwater, and there's like a kraken that, uh, like, grabs your, your submersible. And one of you is in the front cockpit room. The other one is in the back room. And they would have to... The, the the Kraken would, quote, say something by making a noise and having its eye show an image. And you would have to then communicate the noise of the Kraken back to your friend so that they would be able to figure out the first part of the word they're saying, the Kraken was saying, and then communicate the image that his eye is saying to... To put together the two the one the word the question that the kraken is saying, and that was probably I believe the only puzzle in the entire series where we turned around and just went online and got the answers <laughs> because we I didn't know that it was making a different noise every time it was talking. It was only give we were only recognizing that it was giving him one image one one part of a word, and then. He didn't know that my machine that I had was making noises every time I pulled a lever, indicating different symbols. So, like, I, I, we didn't really communicate that well, but it was just, like, it doesn't make sense that, like, the person in the back can't hear the word that the Kraken is saying. Okay. Like, that's, that's the dumb part. Because then it would be, because the words weren't, like, actual words. It wouldn't be, like, the Kraken is saying blue. Or anything like that. It would be like, or some stupid noises like that. Like grunts and, 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 and like, 
whale noises and things like that that you would have to try to communicate. And it's just, that was the only puzzle that to me, I was like, this doesn't work. You're just shrugging like this. I don't get it. Uh, Yeah. Like this, even, even, even knowing how it works, the communication required to know, um, to know like what the noise was being made and to figure that out just to me, I was like, this is this too much. It's too much. It's too ridiculous. You guys should um, play no, um, keep talking. Nobody explodes. Uh, I, that, that is, that has been an idea to play that as like a group stream or something. I don't really know how I would do it, but it's been something I've been wanting to try. Um, well, one of you but, prints out the, the instruction manual. <laughs> well, yeah, but then he wouldn't, like, he, he can't watch my stream if he, if, if we're doing that. Oh, that's true. Or, yeah. or, or if he, if he were the one who's, who's, the bomb diffuser, my stream only sees me looking through papers. Yeah, I guess what, like, what you'd end up having to do is probably, like, have him, like, have him on Discord, like, a call with you so he can see you but not see your gameplay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it will, and, like, if he wanted to be the bomb diffuser, he would have to stream his gameplay to me on Discord, which is what we did every time we played. Since it's asymmetric and, like, you were seeing different things, um... I shared his screen and what he would want, what he would see. So if there were points where I'm just staring at a at a wall because they're like I'm giving him instructions, I would switch my stream to show what he's seeing, so that like they could see a little bit more and it's a little bit more exciting. So like I'd have him stream what he sees over to my stream and then I'd share it on on Twitch. But then it's still like I'm sitting there just I'd just be sitting there flipping through papers. I wouldn't be like we wouldn't be able to like see my stream. The entire time. I mean, you could have your stream instead of having physical printout of the manual. You could just have like the PDF version of the manual up on your stream as you're going back and forth through pages, so people can I, see what you're trying to figure out. I, I, I can't. Do, I can't process that information that fast. It would be easy. Like I wouldn't be able to read it that fast in a game like that. I would need it in front of me on a piece of paper. To be able to actually s- scout through each page and figure out what the pages are and what I need to see. Like, I wouldn't be able to read it that fast on my computer. So, like, I could do that, but then that's me managing to figure out what page I'm on, I'm looking at, and then changing that on the, on my monitor. Um, but no, we have, uh, a couple of games that we're lined up to, pl- that we're gonna play in the near future when it comes to our, these co-op games. Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, like two brothers or something. It's like the prison one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's by the same company that did um the prison game. Um, well, it, it's it is the prison game. Whatever the prison game was. Oh no, uh, um, no way out or or a way out uh, or something like a that. A way out. Yeah. So I, we're so there's literally do... a game called Two Brothers. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which... So we're we're gonna do a way out next time. I'm giving him Christmas break and a little bit of a break. Uh, I also recently got um. Uh, it takes two that he has no interest in playing, but my, uh, I, I also purchased it for someone else that I asked them if they want to play it with me. So just got to work out schedules, scheduling. And plus I have a million RPGs I have to play. So I'm fine just taking a break from co-op games to focus on these long ass games. Yeah. You, you, you do keep playing a lot of games. I mean, people keep requesting me to play games and they request me to play long games. It's all a ruse. <laughs> They're like, this guy doesn't really like doing this. <laughs> Look, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, like, for instance, when it comes to uh, 
Baldur's Gate, at least, he, I wasn't requested to play that, but it was bought for me. So I was like, oh, I have to play it. Um, I was going to wait a little bit longer to pick it up. Um, and then uh, uh, Shenmue was requested, and so was um, uh, the new uh, Star Ocean game was requested. Which I'm like, oh, I'm, that's I'm right. I, I keep play... forgetting you have the Star Ocean. Like I, I remember Shenmue. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm interested in Star Ocean for sure. Like, I think that art style is really good, and it's, it's a remake of an older game, so like, might not be as long. It's still gonna be long, but not, might not be as long as the, as, as the uh, uh, other Star Ocean. But no, I'm, I'm, I might put a hold on that Redemption for a bit if I, I was, I was. I, one other person wanted to redeem some uh, redeem a game, but it was going to be a first-person shooter. But I might put a pause on that redemption for a bit, just to be like, all right, once I'm done this, there might be a bunch of games I want to play. But to be honest, there's I don't really know what I want to play right now. So I'm glad people are giving me game suggestions. I give you suggestions, and you always say no. Well, you got to redeem them. That's, there's there's a channel point redemption for that. That's rude. Why is it rude? Because I don't. I I it just is. I can't give you special treatment just because I know you. I mean, you could. I can't because then I have to give everyone special treatment. You don't. Like, you don't have to. You, so here's the thing. You do not have to give me credit for playing the game. I'm not looking for credit. I'm just looking to give you games to play. Looking yeah, to but all the games. I'm looking to help you make content. But all the games you have, are suggesting me to play are games I have zero interest in. you got to fucking play Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> That's because somebody like literally like but watched for they, like thirty they, hours and said, "Hey, I want you to play yeah. Shenmue." Yeah, yeah. Like it's they they. I've I've done the math. I think it's about two months worth of sh- of stream viewing. If you watch every day and are not active in chat and just sit there and watch every time I stream, it's about two months worth, give or take, of points. Yeah, which like I understand that. I can understand like even if somebody like ask you to play a game that, like, you're not interested in, if they have devoted that amount of time, like, yeah, like, 100%. Or, I mean, like, that's, it, that's... or if they've also bought it for you, which I know has happened in a couple of instances. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you know what? Like, that is the right thing to do. Like, like play that game. But also, if I'm like, hey, man, you should play this game because it'll be good content, fucking trust me. But if I don't care, if I don't want to play the game... Well, you just say you don't know what you want to play, so if I'm giving you suggestions, I'm helping. But if it's game, I have zero interest. In. I'm like an executive producer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know how that. I don't know. That doesn't work. Doesn't You're not it? giving me any money to do this? That's not how executive producers work. You give me money. No, producers give money. No, no, producers, producers do. Executive producers just help you with the content. Executive producers are also part money given, paying for stuff. Not always. Technically, the viewer welfare is more of an executive producer than you are, because he's bought me two games, and I've only played one of them on stream. I've given you multiple Twitch subs. I, but then that means everyone who subs is an executive producer. Exactly. And so why would I give you special treatment over everyone else? Why wouldn't? Because you're the same as everyone else. Because they're and they, they use the channel points in order to redeem me to play games. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I just want to be like, hey, man, you should play Super Mario Brothers 2. I, I don't. I don't want to play Super Mario Bros. 2. I don't like retro games. I force myself to play retro but games. But you're gonna once play Shenmue, a retro game. <laughs> it's, it, Not according again, to his I definition. <laughs> I don't think that's retro. I will counter argue this. I don't think Shenmue is retro. It's an old game, yes, but it's not retro. Like I, I, I don't, I don't go beyond Genesis 
and SNES when it comes to retro. Like anything that rec- that is a disc from the disc era or later is not retro to me. I mean, there's discs on the gen like Sega CD. Sega CD, disc. but I I'm, I said Genesis. I didn't say Sega CD. But I've Sega also... CD is the same age, or you know, one year newer. Yeah, they're they're the same generation because the Sega CD was an add-on to the Genesis. Yeah, you couldn't but, play but, a Sega CD without a Genesis. But I've also never seen a Sega CD, or know what games are on Sega CD. None of the retro games that I play are Sega CD games. All right, we're gonna but make it's... them play. But Snatcher is that the one, Cobb? You mean Night something? Oh, Night, Night Trap. Yeah, Snatcher, there we go. Snatcher's the Kojima Sega CD game. Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking about the one with the girls and the vampires. No, that is the one I was trying to think of, but I always confuse those two. Because the fucking Night Trap should be called Snatcher. Cause Didn't like, Night Trap get like re-released on Steam not too long ago? Yeah. There you go, Rich. <laughs> let, play, play Night Trap. Let us know if that counts as a retro game, because it came out in that era. Do you know what you probably don't know what Night Trap is? I I I am not playing this game. Oh, did you look it up? I've I've I had a feeling I knew what it was. I've seen it in the past. Um, but yeah, I did look it up. I'm not playing this. Just no. What if Drew redeems channel points? I will refund the channel points. <laughs> Can you do that? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's I, I will deny the request, the redemption request, and you'll get your points back. There, there are limits, and like a game like this, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll play it. I don't know. Probably, probably not. Like there are limits to what I'm accepting, what I will, ex- like what I will play, especially when it's like the ten thousand point redemption. Because like you put a lot, there's a lot of points in there, and if you're gonna, if you're asking me to play a game that I know I'm not gonna have a good time with, and so I don't want to play it. I'm probably going to be like, I have zero interest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give Shenmue a shot because I've heard good things about it in the past. I've heard good things about it. Who's general. ever said anything good about Shenmue? <laughs> I, I'm, I, it fine. Doesn't it have a, in doesn't 1999, ever... people really fucking liked Shenmue. Did they though? They did because it was it was groundbreaking for the time. Then why did it literally kill Sega? At least as a console manufacturer well because the game costs too much to make and nobody bought it well to be fair nobody bought a dreamcast was actually the bigger problem also fair but (laughs) but even the people that did buy dreamcast didn't buy shenmue look the original shenmue 67 on metacritic oh (laughs) oh no no i'm sorry no i'm sorry that this is in reverse order shenmue 3 is a 67 shenmue 88 shenmue 2 80 so yeah, they they are well received games. They didn't age well, is the problem. Yeah, like like they're not fun to play in 2023. But like in 2000, like they had interesting mechanics. Like it was a different type of game. Like you didn't see stuff like that. And the graphics for again for the year 2000 were incredible because the Dreamcast was actually a solid platform. Like it had a game with a talking fish, right? Voiced by Leonard Nimoy, if I remember correctly, right? Uh-huh. And out of the uh, 1,700 all-time reviews that it has on Steam, it's very positive reviews. That's because that's the sickos that would actually buy Shenmue. <laughs> it's lo- like, no one's going to buy Shenmue and leave a bad review because no one who would... No one's going to buy Shenmue without knowing that they already liked Shenmue. The first review of 
that you, the most helpful review, the number one review on Steam, Shenmue is one of the most engrossing and interesting games I've ever played. However, it's not recommended. This negative review is specifically for the PC port. This is not how the game should be experienced. I'll explain why, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there's a, an extensive video on the subject. They're, they're kind of, I think they're just trying to self-promote. But, uh, it's, it's, their, their negative review on it is, well, the port sucks, but the game is fantastic. Like, Which means they played the game in 2000 also. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like, Drew is not wrong. I have not heard many people that, like, played Shenmue for the first time in the last decade that, like, think highly of it. But I yeah. think people that played it 20 years ago, like, definitely have a nostalgia for it and realize that, kind of like Final, uh, Final Fantasy, um, Resident Evil 4. Like, by, by what you said, like, Resident Evil 4, by, like, today's standards, not great. But... By 2005 standards, like really, like did a lot to change it, the. I yeah, uh, I loved I loved Resident Evil 4. I thought it was an absolutely amazing game back when it first came out. I played the hell out of it. I played it a lot. I thought it had a lot of awesome mechanics and made great changes to the Resident Evil franchise back then. But replaying it now, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's not that scary. It's not very like survival horror-y, and it feels just like an arena shooter to me because that's really what the game turned into is you go into this room, you kill everything, and then you can go forward. There weren't a lot of puzzles. There weren't a lot of actual like things that made me think it was Resident Evil, but it did a lot of good for the Resident Evil series. Just because a game does good doesn't mean it's good. You can, you can still base something off of something that was bad uh, because also, it was innovative. Also, the... Ne- very next review on the Steam reviews, a recommends the game, first sentence, an oldie that's actually a very bad game. It's the first sentence. Recommend it, but also say that it's a very bad game immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that's kind of the thing is like, you can recognize something 20 years later is like not good and like still be like, but you know, like it, it's kind of set the ground for like the way storytelling and games like shaped in like the early 2000s. Because, like, everything I know about Shenmue and, like, what I've seen of it, like, because I, I never owned a Dreamcast, like, it was not an exciting game by any means, but, like, it did stuff that, like, games, like, still kind of do in one way or another today. It's mm-hmm. just done much better today because they've had 20 years to, like, that was a good idea, but let's actually make it work. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, Rich, do you want to talk a little bit about um Tattletale? Yeah, so Tattletale is an indie spooky game indie uh indie uh horror game um i don't even remember who who made it uh let me find it in my steam 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 list uh real quick because i want to i want to i want to uh you know um push that uh it's a uh, developed by waygetter electronics published by little flag software i don't know if you guys know anything from them however it is a small indie game indie uh horror game uh, released back in, uh, December of 2016, basically, you play as a little kid, it's 1998, and, uh, Christmas is in five days, and you know where your mom hides your Christmas And this gifts. is a horror game, you said? This is a horror game. Uh, Jesus, does you your know, mom hunt you down and murder you for finding the Christmas presents? No, no, um, but you're, you know where your mom hides your birthday, your Christmas gifts, so you, um... You actually go, you wait until your mom goes to sleep, and then you go and you open your Christmas gifts, and you uh, you play with this little toy that you got called a Tattletale. 
basically a Furby is what it is. And it's it it eats, you need to groom it, you need to feed it, you need to charge its batteries all throughout playing this game. And and this game takes place over the course of December 20th through the 25th. And each level is you playing with your toy, going to bed. And then the next day, uh your toy actually got out of its con- out of its trapping. And so you uncover uh the the mama toy, which is a bigger version of the Tattletale toy. Um that that uh basically starts haunting you and so you the you need to it's more of an atmospheric horror than it is anything else because you know where mama is and as long as you don't get too close to mama or you don't know where mama is but you can easily find her by finding her red eyes as long as you don't get too close to mama if you just stand still she'll eventually run away but if you make noise she'll come at you and she'll attack you the 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 horror part is you have to manage Tattletail's grooming meter and hunger meter. So if Tattletail gets too hungry, it starts shouting, "I'm hungry! I'm hungry! Feed me!" And when it's shouting, "Feed me!" Mama's gonna come at you because Mama's gonna see you and it's gonna come at you. So you have to like make sure that you're keeping track on its hunger, grooming, and battery meter, while also like not making too much noise running around the house or. Uh, the battery you have is, uh, or not battery, the flashlight you have is one of those, like, old school ones where you have to shake in order to charge it. And so, like, that makes noise as you're shaking it. And it, it is, it's a very, uh, interesting kind of spooky game where, like, at one point there's, like, several other tattletales in your house. And they're playing hide and seek. So you go up to one and you activate it while you're holding yours. And it's like, no peeking, and when you turn around, you turn back, it's gone. And the game just tells you, survive for a, for 30 seconds. Survive for a minute, survive for a minute and a half. And all this time, you're like, watching Tattletail's meters drop, listening for Mama. Uh, Tattletail's like, I love you, and making all the Furby noises that it makes. It's ridiculous. It was good, though. It was fun, it was silly. It sounds kind of short, I, too, so like... It, I was, I I got uh ten out of eleven trophies in under two hours. Nice. So like, the, it's a good stream game then too. Yeah, and the only reason I didn't get the, like I beat the game in about an hour. Um, I beat the main game in about an hour. It unlocked a sec and another part. I beat that. I then in like maybe twenty minutes, a half hour. I then spent the next half hour or so going back through some of the levels and finding all of the collectibles you can find to get the best ending. Um, and then the uh, the last thing I didn't get, the last achievement I didn't get, is there, you're supposed to get, there's a phone in your kitchen, which um, if you answer, it's just you get like feedback noise and stuff like that. And the game even gives you a hint, like, don't answer the phone. But on my second playthrough, like doing some of like the earlier levels to get all the collectibles I missed, I answered the phone. And, uh, I think that might have messed up getting the final achievement, and I might have to restart the game from the beginning and play through it all just to get the final achievement, because you have to answer oh, the phone. Oh, that sucks. You have to answer the phone on Christmas morning, like, Christmas Eve night, Christmas Day morning, after, like, the final encounter with Mama, the phone will ring and you have to answer it. And I did that, like, three times, and the phone never rang after the first time, and I didn't know that, that was a thing, so... I was just like, all right, I don't care anymore. But yeah, it, it's a quick game. It's fun. It's 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 a little spooky. If you're easily scared, it's going to be something you're going to just get so scared on. For me, like, 
I was talking about this on stream. When it comes to horror games, like it for me, it's jump scares. I need jump scares. Monsters and things like that don't scare me too much. Like, yeah, the atmosphere will get me a little bit, but I need those jump scares, which will really scare me. Um, and when a game mechanic like this, where it's like she, like Mama, only comes at you when you make noise, whether she can see you or not, it's if you make noise is when she'll attack you. It makes it too easy of a game mechanic for me to where I'm just like, all right, well, just don't move. Just wait until she moves. Like, I'm not trying to speed run this or anything. So maybe speed running might be a little bit more intense, but like even speed runners will, will memorize the floor plan. So like they wouldn't even need the flashlight on or anything like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, yeah that, it was, that sounds like it could actually be kind of a, a, a cool game. It, it was. And it's only $5. So I like Which, if, even if, better. <laughs> yeah, like I and, and and on top of that, I got it on sale for like fifty percent off. So it was like two and a half bucks. Like it was totally worth it. I I wanted because we get I have sub rewards based on uh, I have uh I schedule my month based on how many subs we got, and so I still have to do a retro stream this month. But if we get five subscriptions on on Twitch, we'll do. A retro stream, if we do 10, we'll do a spooky stream. And so, like, I wanted to do a Christmas-themed spooky stream once I found out that we had 12 subs. So, that's what we're doing. I'm totally gonna do, uh, in, um, uh, what's it called? In in February, I am totally gonna do the Dead by Daylight dating game. Um, nice. For my spooky stream, just because it's, like, it's great. And it's still labeled as horror, so, like... Maybe it still has some spooky horror aspects to it, but that'll be my spooky stream on Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, uh, the next spooky game I'm thinking of getting, when it's relatively cheap, is going to be Don't Scream. But Tattletale is great. Nice. If yeah, if you have if you have if you want to play something fun and quick, or you want to introduce like like if you wanted to get uh, your wife something spooky or have her play something spooky, have her play Tattletale. Like like I said, it's five dollars, pretty cheap. It's it, and it's short, so it's fun. Um, but yeah, I want to get Don't Scream though. That's that's my next spooky game I'm looking into getting. Have you heard of that one? Have Wait, I ever so, heard of it? What was the name again? Don't Scream. Nope. No. So, um, it's basically uh, you think of it like sort of like found footage Blair Witch type of thing, where you are somebody with a camcorder. And you're walking through the woods. If you stop moving, it's like you paused the camcorder. It's like you paused what you're watching. And the time will stop. The goal of the game is to survive 18 minutes without you physically screaming or getting scared. And you have to have a microphone on. So okay. if So it connects to your mic. And you have to walk around. If you stop walking, the timer stops counting. So you need to keep walking and moving around and exploring. And if you if something happens and you make too much of too high of a noise, too loud of a noise, something comes out and kills you. So this is like a, you have to play this late at night with like your lights off. Yeah, like you have to you have to play this. This is like a Slender Man type shit. Like you have to be ready to be spooked for this thing. But like ideally, also you don't want to be spooked. Exactly. Like, but you, I mean that's the point of the game. And so like you can actually set it to where like maybe if I were streaming, I'd be like. I wouldn't be able to talk if I were if I were playing this game on stream, but I definitely want to play this game. Or oh if, yeah, that if, would that would be weird because like you want to be careful not to make too much noise because like if you just happen to say something in a higher pitched voice, it might like yeah trigger it. 
So, like, I might even try to do some sort of YouTube video series maybe in October with this. Where, like, I'll still film myself as if I'm streaming instead of just the Let's Play uh, viewing where it's just the game. It'll be, like, me and my camera, or the game and my camera, and, like, try this out as, like, a Let's Play or something. But, and, you know, no, you, it, you it, could it, probably get creative with it that way, too, because you might be able to do, like, um like a night vision sort of look so that um you can ha- have, like, the lights off and have it be a little spookier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people playing it on stream. I just don't know how well it goes out with them playing it on stream. Like, I don't know how if they chat or what, or if they have a mod taking care of chat. I think um, probably, I, I assume they would. But yeah, it, it, that game, I've, I've heard, it came out at the end of October, and it's just been like, I'm like, this is a fantastic idea. I want to I play this, I want to try this. Yeah, like, and, like, that could actually be, like, like a cool, like, video, like, series. Yeah. Like, how long, will, how, how long does it take for me to survive? Don't scream. And, like, do I do it in one shot? Or do, can I never do it at all? Like, that's, that's, that's the question at this point. Like, how, like, but then it's, like, if I, if I win Don't Scream for the first time, that's kind of lame. And, like, probably what I would end up doing to record it is I would, like, record... Which, I can't get my Steam information to show on Twitch. I'd have to figure that... Or to show on OBS. I'd have to figure that out. But I'd have to figure out a way to show, like, hey, guys, just so you know, like, I have not loaded this game at all. So, this is my first time playing. If I beat it in one, sorry, it's not an exciting video. (laughs) But otherwise, let's have some fun and load it up for the first time. Yeah, and at least that's one of those, if you're doing, like, videos versus streams, you can kind of, like, you can do it, record yourself, and then, like, go back and watch it be like, this actually doesn't work. Like... Yeah. And, and like, no, no right from there. It's like, okay, th- the way that I did this doesn't work. This isn't going to be an interesting video, and either pivot or, like, don't do it at all. And, like, just make it, like, a game you play for yourself. Yeah, I mean, if mm-hmm. if I were to... It would if it were to not work on a video, then it would just straight up be a stream game or something. But honestly, the way I'm thinking is, I would just I would just film myself for a half hour and then post it. it like it would be an uncut video, honestly. If yeah. I were to do this, which like, like would it, make we, sense, like depending on how long it goes for. Like if it if for some reason it was like three hours, then like yeah, you probably want to do a little bit of trimming, but. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 eighteen minutes per run, maximum eighteen minutes per per run. So I just oh play right for right a half, yeah. I I play I play either until I survive or play for a half hour and then just literally just cut together an intro and an outro and, and post it up. Like th- this is a type of game where it's like you can't do cuts because like that would end up being like oh you're cutting to a different playthrough. You actually did get scared there. You didn't actually survive. Like you, the point of it point of the video would just be watching them play it live yeah that that is actually true that that that, that is a good point um but anything else you want to say about tattletale tattletale was was silly um i i don't think uh there's any chance of them making a sequel i think there was like old talks of them doing a sequel or something to it um but uh Waygetter electronics only has one game under their belt and that was tattletale and their publisher little flag software only has one game under their belt and that was tattletale so I don't think we're going to get into that, but it was still it was great. You should definitely, um, definitely, if you're into spooky games, check it out. Good to know. Um, so uh, over the last like two months, I've read this series called The Gentleman Bastards. Um, it's a it, it's like a fantasy series, but it's about thieves. Um, and they they're 
their group, they call themselves the Gentleman Bastards. Um, so it's supposed to be like seven books, but um, the author has not released one in like ten years. So like he he's definitely hitting that like George R. R. Martin gap of like saying he's working on a book, but like not actually releasing a book. Um, yeah. But so here, three of them have been released. Um, the first one is called The Lies of Locke Lamora, and Locke Lamora is is one of the the titular gentleman bastards. Um, he's sort of the sort of the brains of the operation. Um, and that the first book is definitely more of a of a heist. So mm. it's the way that they tell the story is, in all three books is a split of a chapter, which is like the current day what goings on. And then an interlude um, after the chapter that is a flashback of some sort. So in book mm-hmm. one, it's a flashback to Locke as a child going from being like an orphan on the street to being part of this basically gang of children that steal um, for like an adult um, to then being sold to this character called um, Chains that pretends to be a priest but is really a thief and is training these these other children how to be thieves as well. Um, and it's just, it's very funny. Like, like Locke is just such a little shit that the guy who runs, like, the, the big group of, of kids is like, I can't deal with you. I'm going to sell you to this guy, and he'll either fucking make something of you or kill you or sell you to somebody else. I don't care. But, like, you're, like, eight years old, and I can't deal with you till you're an adult. Like, so fuck off. Um, so like all the interludes are kind of like, you're, you're kind of seeing him sort of like form bonds with the characters that he is then an adult with in like the main story and them planning this whole big plot to basically steal a bunch of money from some rich people, um, by making them think that they are like rich businessmen from another country that is kind of going through some shit and they're basically looking to offload a bunch of imported goods from their country um and they want to work directly with these these rich people to do it but they're going to need a bunch of money in order to pull it off um to then actually also impersonating like government assassins claiming that the two people that they are pretending to be are not actually who they're pretending to be but encouraging the rich people go along with it give them what they want we, the government, will reimburse you after we catch them. Um, so it's just, it's almost like an Ocean's Eleven sort of setup, but they, all of that gets, like, shown in the first, like, three or four chapters. So, like, very early on, you find out that they're kind of doing, like, a double-sided, like, heist story, um, and then everything just goes to shit from there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, diff- different people in, in seats of power are kind of, like, out to get them without even realizing that they're also trying to pull this job at the same time. So, like, they just, they keep getting wrapped up in, like, more and more layers of just bad things. Um, and it's just, it, it's just, it was a really interesting, like, like fantasy story, because there's little to no magic in it. Um, but it's got, like, a lot of, like, found family vibes and, like, friendship between, like, these these adults that, like, basically grew up as siblings. So, like, they have that, like... Like, they're kind of mean and shitty to each other, but they also, like, whenever things go down, like, they have each other's back. Like, the the two main people are Locke and John, and there's a flashback scene where Locke is kind of like, he's not a fighter. 
and there's like another kid from like another gang that basically just keeps beating the shit out of him. And at one point, he just kind of like comes up with a plan where he literally ties himself to the kid. Um, and like the kid just keeps beating him. And he's like, I don't know why you tied, tied me, my, like tied yourself to me. Like now you can't get away. And he's like, I don't need to get away. I just need to keep you here until John shows up. And then, like, his friend, like, the kid looks behind him, and, like, his friend is, like, literally coming in on a boat, and he is the bigger of the kids and is just going to pound him into the dirt. You're fine. Um, But, like, from that, so, like, that book ends, everything kind of goes to shit for them. It goes into a, into a sequel where they go to a different city. They're trying to, like, pull a different scam that they put, like, two years into. Um, And then they get blackmailed by somebody completely uninvolved with it. And get turned into fucking unre- like um, unwilling pirates for like three quarters of a book, um, all while potentially poisoned. Um, and it's just, it's like every one of these books sort of like adds on to them getting just. They do some like they're always very clever, and they have like these like really interesting like plots and stuff um, that they're doing like like for their thievery and and their their cons. Um, and it's not so much that those things fall apart, it's like something else falls apart and ruins their plan. Like, completely unrelated to it. Um, and then by the third book, they somehow get roped into rigging an election. Which is just, the, like, the weirdest set of circumstances. Um, and the, the way, that like, the setup for it is there are two different parties. There's basically... It's, it's not that different from, like, Democrats and Republicans. Like, one of them is a very traditionalist party, and the other one is a very, like, modern, once-a-bunch-of-change party. And both parties can't directly interfere with the elections. But there's no rule that they can't hire people that are not a member of them to interfere with the elections. So they both do that. They both They both hire people, basically, to rig and do shady shit to get the election to come into their favor. And it's literally a game to them. Like, they do it every five years. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very much like the American political system. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get that. But, yeah, so, like, by, by the end of it, it's just, like, their their lives have, have like, fallen, to, fallen apart and been rebuilt, like, four different times. And all the while, like, in every book, you're getting these flashbacks to things that happened before. Like... The second book, you're actually getting flashbacks to, like, the, the, the year or two between the first book and the second book. But then when you get to the, the third book, it's more flashbacks to, like, when they're younger and, like, teenagers and, like, the stuff they had to do to um, to basically become, like, the thieves that they are today. Um, and, like, I just thought all of that stuff was really interesting because rather than them being in, like, the city that they were brought up in, they all get sent away for being a pain in the, the their, like, teacher's asses. He's just, like... I can't deal with you guys anymore. So you're all going to go to this city and like work for this guy for like six months to a year. Like you're going to go do this and then maybe I'll let you come back. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, a, it's a series of misadventures from there. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the books aren't super long either. They're like four or 500 pages each. Um, nice. Yeah. And I, it's like, again, it's been a while. Like the first one came out in 2000, I think it was like 2006, 2009 and like 2012. So it's been quite a while since any any of them have come out, but they're they're all very good reads, and I would highly recommend them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds sounds interesting. Sounds fun. It was. It was. And it, they're like those books where, as interesting as they were, like I 
they weren't like a, I want to rush through them either. Like I enjoyed like taking my time with them, which is why like I, I basically read like one a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good time. And actually, um, hang on one second. What, what are we hanging on to? Hang on to your seats. Hold on to your butts. All right. So I wanted to actually grab um, the book real quick because there's actually a line at the very end that is just it kind of sums up the book really well. Um, I just need to find the last page. I hate when books like add those like um, like the like here. Here's a few pages from uh, from like the next book. Mm-hmm. They grab. Yeah, I grabbed the right one. This is just thrilling. I, I know for everybody listening. You're going to cut it all out if you didn't talk. I mean, that's true. I was at one point while you were stepping away to get the book. I was like, I should just like say farts or something right now <laughs> while it's quiet because he's going to cut the silence and not know this. So just in the middle of the podcast, it's going to be me saying like farts. Just you're like, hold on, farts. And then you're back because you're just going to get rid of all the silence. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um all right, so this is this is kind of like the final it, the final interlude that's a flashback to Locke as a child. Um after just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Um it's just it's two paragraphs. I'm just going to read it. Father Change sat on the roof of the house of Perlandro, staring down at the astonishing astonishingly arrogant 14-year-old that had grown out of the little orphan he'd purchased so many years before from the thief maker of Shades Hill. Someday, Locke Lamora, he said. Someday, you're going to fuck up so magnificently, so ambitiously, so overwhelmingly that the sky will light up and the moons will spin and the gods themselves will shit comets with glee. And I just hope I'm still around to see it. And that is probably one of my favorite quotes out of a book. Did I hear you say shit comets with glee? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I heard that. I I was listening. I promise. (laughs) Yeah, like the, the, the... not the whole book, but like a lot of the stuff that um, both Chain says and that Locke says, it, like they're both very snarky. So like it's one of those books where you laugh a lot and it's like very quotable. Like there's just there's a lot of really good lines in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all. Um, either you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. Well, what the fuck? Why not? But how's your how's your PFL team? Uh, one's doing good, one's not doing so good, but it's early. We're all, I'm only three games in with each, so... Have you won all three games with the team that's doing well? No, I'm two and one. I should have won the other one, but... Somebody cheated, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Fire them. The rules, really, are what cheated me. Rewrite the rules. I try. No one <laughs> wants to agree to the rule I want to change. What... Uh, I'm curious now, what, what rule is it, and what do you want to change about it? Alright, so... In... The PFL, when you're on defense and someone throws a pass, depending on the defense you're on, you can roll a thing that we call a snuff, where essentially you would knock the pass away. The, if they caught it for no matter how many yards, it's now an incomplete pass. Also, if they happen to throw an interception and you rolled a snuff, oh, sorry, your guy dropped it. But somehow, you don't snuff it if they fumble on a catch. It's like, how does this make sense? How could they fumble if they never caught the ball? Because isn't that a fumble? It's catching the ball and then dropping it. No, but they would so have to. S- the, the snuff is the fumble. No, the the snuff means my defender knocked the ball away and the receiver never touched the ball. The pass was defended. So how do you catch it? Be able to run yards and then fumble. And I got because s- in it, in this instance, the snuff means that you knocked it out of his hands. 
Right, before he ever got possession, though. It's an incomplete pass, not a catch and fumble. The, then why isn't it just called a complete pass and not snuff? Well, snuff... Because because it's the the act of the the defender making the pass incomplete as opposed to the offense on the the pass could just roll an incomplete pass and it's like okay it was never caught doesn't matter what the defense did they didn't catch it it's like a throw that went o- over their heads or you know whatever a so, McNabb special where he threw four yards short of the receiver. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is. If you roll an interception and a snuff, and the rule is that it should be snuffed, you should you should change the rule to where it's an interception. It shouldn't be a snuff because you're def- to me to me I I when I hear this rule, like I know what you're saying. Like the idea of the snuff is that you knocked it out, you you stopped the ball from reaching the player. But to me, allowing it at um with with, with fumbles. Just means like, oh, you, you didn't stop the ball, but you did knock it out of their hands, and you caused the fumble, and and then you fumbled the ball and got it and whatnot. To me, like the snuff rule that should be changed is not allowing it for interceptions. You should allow it. Like, if an interception happens with a snuff, you should get the interception. You shouldn't get the snuff, or you should get the snuff and the interception because your defender will knock it out of the sky. And here we go. Your defender knocks it out of the air, but it lands into a different uh, receiver's hands, and then they drop it. And that's how the fumble works. I mean, like, there, there is a logic to allowing it when, or, you know, over, the snuff overruling the offense rolling an interception. Like, I get it. It's In my head, I can at least picture it. It's like the guy tried to intercept it, but just couldn't make the catch. It not overruling a fumble has never, ever made sense to me. And I seem to be the one that gets screwed by it the most. Like, I, I snuffed this pass that was fumbled but no fumble overrules and guy recovers the fumble for a touchdown it's like this doesn't make sense well have you considered being better i was as good as possible i was on the right defense and rolled the right number i needed yeah, to yeah. i literally did everything i could should have but no the rules fucked me <laughs> <laughs> but like if if so if you were the defender and they fumbled doesn't that mean you get the ball anyway? No, they get the chance. The, the you then roll to see who recovers it. It's not like fumbles. The offense recovers fumbles all the time. Fumble I, just I means the ball went it got onto the ground. So I I know, but you're playing a board game. To me, I think if if, if which yeah, I guess it makes sense. You roll. You have a roll off with it. See, then the snuff should at least aid to you getting receiving the fumble, like. To me, the snuff should help the defender when it comes to responding to that. So, like, if you snuff, if they roll an interception and you snuff, then you should actually catch that interception and maybe get extra yards on top of it as opposed to not getting that interception. If they fumble the ball, then you should get extra dice to roll for the fumble to receive it because you're the one, you're the snuff caused the fumble. In my uh, the way it should work, the snuff was like bat it down yeah. out of their hands, and then you you cause the fumble. You should get those extra extra dice to at least try to get it back, so the Maybe. dice is on your side. Like that's the way I see. It. Like the snuff should be a hundred percent an advantage to the player to the defender, and not a disadvantage to the defender. Because the, when it when when I hear like you're doing something to stop the play of the game, but the the offense rolled. A, a 
a interception, and it's like, well, I accidentally rolled a snuff. Like, I didn't want to, if I knew I was going to intercept the ball, I wasn't going to knock it out of the air. I was going to intercept the ball. But, like, I could roll that, turn that snuff into an interception where I, instead of me knocking it out of the ball, I actually, I jump up and grab it and I get it not at Mm -hmm. the distance that they were throwing it at. I get it at the, at the, at the, uh, the line of scrimmage or something like that. Yeah. That, that's where, like, I'm like, the snuff, the snuff sounds like a disadvantage more so than an advantage. Uh, no, I mean, it's an advantage the majority of the time. The only time, like, Yes, it sucks if you snuff an in, but at the same time, if you roll, if your defensive chart happens to have an interception on it, and you roll the interception and they rolled an incomplete on their side, you do intercept the ball. So it's not all like it's a lot. It's but so you don't always get screwed. But at the very least, I in my head I can see I can visualize times where players should have had an interception but just didn't catch it and in my head that's what happens when you roll a snuff and the offense rolled the interception it's like oh hit your defender in the hands but that's why he's a defensive back and not a wide receiver he just fucking couldn't catch it whereas like my brain just does not conceptualize how they can still catch it and fumble if you stopped the pass from getting to the receiver i mean also maybe i shouldn't have fumbled the opening kickoff at my own one yard line and given up a touchdown immediately and maybe i also still would have won but i still say i should have at least gotten that snuff fumble what i what i think what i think is there needs to be official rules to this pfl and not just rules that your ga- dad got out of a magazine 35, oh, no. 40 years ago. Well, I mean, it, it, he didn't get it out of a magazine. He got it, at, like, it is a, the rules from the game. And I just think that one rule makes no sense. <laughs> Wait, so this is like a, like, there's like a legitimate, like, rules for it? Yeah. It's not stuff that you guys just came up with? Yeah, no, no. It's the original game, it was called Sports Illustrated Pro Football, then became Pater. I want to say the second year it was published. Uh, eventually, they also made a college football version called Bowl Bound, which had slightly different rules because college football has slightly different rules. Um, but what's it mean now? Huh? What like what does the PFL stand for now? Oh, uh, I mean, it's well, the PFL is the league my dad created around the original game. Oh, so what's like, what's the actual game called now? Uh, I mean, there is a dude... So the game hasn't officially been made for, like, 40 years. I was oh, okay. stopped actually making it in the 80s. So you oh, legitimately have, like, the rules from 40 years ago. Yes. I mean, we've changed a whole lot of the rules uh, from the original game. But, like, the the main thing we have not changed is the priority chart. Like, the what overrules what. Which is where fumbles overrule a snuff on defense. But... Uh, like that stuff changed a little bit in future versions of the game as they tweaked how the game worked, ruined it in most of my opinion. Uh, but there's a guy who does like actively make new charts, uh, and he calls it data-driven football. Okay, I get that. Act that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, because I mean that is how the game essentially was designed. Was the people from Sports Illustrated and I think it was McGraw Hill made the original game. Like going through the play, the actual NFL season, seeing what teams did, dividing the plays into nine essential categories of plays, and then plotting out the uh, 
the statistics into a way that made sense based on the percentages of what you can roll on the dice to make it make sense as a football game. I just threw a thing in is this, in in the chat. Is this the game? Uh, the Discord chat, I should say. Let's see. Yes. Okay. I thought it looked familiar, but I'm also remembering something from 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It's so only a yeah. hundred. It's only a hundred dollars. That is you know, ch- that is cheaper than modern board games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, I I vaguely remember seeing this like at your house. D- yeah, we had that version, and then you know, like I mean, we used those dice probably back then when you saw. It. We now have like sets of plastic dice too. I mean, your dad won two championships. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. Like, I remember my dad playing it when like we were in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But that was also thirty years ago. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't. I actually didn't realize it was um like a legitimate game. I thought it was. I I legitimately thought it was just something like like that. Your dad and like his friends came up with. Nope. I mean, well, that's, you know, we, I'm we've less made impressed new Teams now. and stuff, but but yeah, I mean, he's been running this league for like forty, yeah, probably like forty something years. Jesus, it's a long time. Yeah, I recently did a thing where I started to. He still has a lot of the stat sheets going way back, and I've started to try to scan and save as much of the info as I can. Oh, that's cool. Guess what? Paper doesn't last a whole hell of a long time, especially not not in less than ideal conditions. I was going to say, like, you you can make it last a long time, but most people don't. (laughs) Yeah. Ah. Well, are you guys ready to get wrapped up for this week? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next week we're going to be watching Gremlins for our book club for a little holiday movie, um, the 1984 classic Christmas film. Uh, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can also find us on social media. We are at facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Rich, what does your streaming schedule look like? Uh, Twitch.tv slash b underscore one video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, Baldur's Gate and Sea of Thieves. Like, I don't even have to look ahead to figure it out or anything. I know that's just where I'm sitting. Um, probably next week because of Christmas and New Year's Eve. Um, schedule might be a little wonky, but probably gonna do, uh, might do a a morning cozy retro stream with you guys, uh, Christmas morning to hang out with anyone who has no one to spend time with on Christmas morning. Uh, but yeah. Um, Nice. Come hang out. Might. I don't really know yet. I haven't figured it out. Yeah. So, nice idea. Um, yeah. But with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.